This is episode four, and welcome to Uncontained. I'm your host, Aaron Static Render, and today on the show, I have a comedian living in the L.A. area, but originally a native Iowan like myself. Yes, and she says she gets a little homesick every time she watches How to Make a Murder. Uh, this is Hannah Ganson. How's it going, Hannah? Uh-huh. Hey, what's going on? Not, not much. What makes you homesick about how to how to make a murder? Well, you know, the clothes and, uh, you know, like I, I like living in a city, but I kind of think like just deep down, I just kind of like, I want to live out in the open, have like a nice big yard and just, you know, fill it with salvage vehicles. Yes. Okay. You know? All right. Miss the salvage yards and everything. There are quite a few of those <laughs> in Iowa. Um, uh, I don't, I don't think where we were from is quite as bad as, as, uh, with the what, Manitoka or Wateka, whatever county. Yeah. That shows. Manitoba, anyway. or wh- however yeah. the hell you say that name, uh, yeah. a place I don't want to go because the crops, <laughs> crops are crooked as hell, and plus it's Wisconsin. Yeah, and I, wa- I watched the whole, yeah, I watched the whole series, and then at the end, like they they didn't even show the bloopers. Like, what's? Come on. <laughs> Were they like, Oops, like, where's the payoff? I accidentally uh, <laughs> submitted the wrong evidence. Uh, <laughs> and then they all laugh, you know, and then they do it again. You know? <laughs> I tainted the evidence. Oops. Well, that's what the second trial was, the blooper reel. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so the Midwest, what's, when you tell people you're from the Midwest, what's the, what's the typical reaction that you get? They, they usually, oh, that explains it. That explains it, yeah. or like, I, <laughs> I remember when I moved out here, people expect you to be wearing bib overalls with a piece of straw hanging out your mouth. Yeah. And I mean, I mean, I do wear those, but I don't, I don't chew the straw in public. Okay, that's just for that's just you for know? in-house occasions, right? Yeah, exactly. It's just a nervous habit. But you know, yeah, it's all. What gone. was it like growing up in the Ganson household in Iowa, the faraway land? Just, just about as you would imagine. You, you knew my brothers. Oh yeah. So pretty. <laughs> are all your brothers musical, or like I know you, you have music yeah, in your comedy, then. Uh, um, you cut out a little, a little every now and then, but I'll just, uh, I'm kind of picking up on what you're saying. So oh, shit, I think I'm doing good. good so far. Oh, it's all right. I'm, I'm able to piece it together. I'm quite the, quite the figure outer, but, um, yeah, they, uh, well, basically, uh, my, my, uh, parents had us all like take piano right when we were little. And, um, I was kind of the only one that stuck with it past like middle school. And then they all kind of like switched over to guitar. Okay. But yeah, they all still, yeah. So like, I know that they when they get together and stuff, they record things together and like they'll do little bar shows and so that's nice. Oh, that's cool. But and I'm the, way out here, so I don't really get to chip in. Yeah. I was <laughs> I was gonna ask, do you ever get to uh, record with them, or do they ever uh, lend a guitar to your your music videos you put out, or? <laughs> I've uh, you know, I've I've had little mini jam sessions with um with them before but um no i actually i was gonna try and get a banjo part on my last album from my brother pete um because he actually plays banjo but then we were kind of running short on time so then i just played banjo on a synthesizer which is you know different it doesn't quite have the same sound quality but you get the idea at least listening yeah i mean you got the point across you know, it would have been great if you had just been like, oh, my brother from Iowa is playing banjo on this. And people would be like, oh, that explains it. <laughs> well, he's up in Minnesota now. He's been there for how long now? 
quite a while. He, I think he moved up there right after college, I want to say, or pretty shortly after. So, okay. Yep. Yep. And then, and then Matthew's in Colorado and then Eric's in Missouri. So should I be saying this out loud? I don't want people try like stalking my brother. I don't think that they will, but uh, <laughs> we can uh, change locations and stuff like that in post-production if you want. We'll just we'll just uh, make up something weird. I'll, I'll just make it so. Say like, like, uh, like uh, my my brother um, Spaghetti lives in <laughs> Greenland, but or all of your brothers live in Manitoba, uh, where making a murder yeah. took place. They helped frame <laughs> the Averys. <laughs> it was a uh, you know community. It's all about community, yes, right? Yes, you know when a community working together, there's no limit on what they can do. Even if it is, throw somebody in jail again. Yeah. Well, you know what they say. Try everything, you know, at least five times. But um, I read that on Magnet. Uh, how How is your weather up there? Today? It's actually been raining up here. So I people are bitching about it being wet instead of a drought. Oh, uh, okay. The rain out here in California compared to, like, the rain in uh, Iowa, people like freak out and call it the storm of the century when it's just a rainy day back in the Midwest. Yeah. <laughs> well, it kind of lingers more like, you know, it doesn't come rolling in and, and bashing down like it did back there. But yes, yes. Anyway. And there's no lightning or thunder. I actually kind of miss that. I miss that lightning too. and lightning books. Yeah. <laughs> kind of miss tornadoes too. Yes. No. <laughs> they didn't have earthquakes back there, so you got a new natural disaster here, but uh, that you didn't have back home. You know, like I kind of, even though like they're kind of less frequent, then I think I would prefer tornado because at least that you can do something about it. You can go get in a in a basement. You can get out of the like, way. <laughs> yeah, like like here, you just you're like, I hope I'm not in a bad place. Yeah, because there's no warning happens, for earthquakes. You know. No. And then like, and then nothing's ever like, I don't, I still don't know. Are you supposed to stand under a doorway? Are you not supposed to? Are you supposed to like be under a table? Are you supposed to stand on the table? Are you like, it's just, I don't get it. Are you supposed to be outside? You're supposed to be inside. I, I think you're just, I think you're just supposed to like have a ready soul. I just know you yeah. are supposed to <laughs> run into the streets afterwards and loot everything. <laughs> Free stuff after earthquakes. That's what sold me coming to California. I saw that on a t-shirt once. Really? No, I'm kidding. Um, um, no. I thought I heard uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger say it on the What are you waiting for? Come to California commercial. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of those. They really want more people in California. And they play him. Um, yeah. They play him in California all the yeah. time, too. So, you know. Come to California. I'm, I'm already here. Oh. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> who, who, uh, who did you interview in Iowa? Um, I have interviewed Nathan Timmel, uh, Tom Garland. Uh, let's see. I got. I know Tom Garland. Yeah. yeah. Have you done any uh, shows with Tom? Yeah. When I was uh, back home last summer, I, I did a show in Iowa City. Okay. Was that at the Yacht Club or? Yeah. It was really fun. That place was fun. I was doing. I've done open mics there before. I've. I was getting into stand up actually before I moved out here, and oh, cool. then um, I just didn't have. I found a job and couldn't get to the open mic night. So I'm working on starting mm -hmm. up this podcast. 
Cool. So and an outlet for my creative madness. But the Yacht Club, the Yacht Club is a really cool place in uh, Iowa City. Did you know it actually used to be a old funeral home, like where they fixed bodies and everything? No, but that kind of makes sense. It looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah. It uh, didn't they? Uh, isn't there like a chalkboard on the walls or something? I could have sworn like. It looked like people were just writing on the walls upstairs. That could be. Yeah, I haven't it. I haven't I been know. upstairs much. You just go downstairs. Before it was a yacht club. It was a tattoo shop. But okay, that's when I, I yeah. Was up I'm just there I don't know. There, I might but... be. Get, I might be getting it mixed up with some other venue because they all kind of melt together. Are you talking about Gabe's? Gabe's. I haven't been to Gabe's since. Oh, man, I think I was still going to Kirkwood at the time. Yeah, so I would have been like a freshman or sophomore in college, I think. I went to go watch some bands play. Man, that was the thing. Like, you know, they didn't let you into Iowa City unless you were wearing a tube top. <laughs> you know, that nobody, I mean, even And even nobody guys wanted too. to see me in a tube top, but <laughs> you had to do it and get in the bars. <laughs> I'll never forget um, the, the thing that just, turned off my sexuality off for the rest of my year my life was going to what was it the union one time when I was it was the end of it was end of uh senior year and I was wearing wearing one of those stupid handkerchief shirts that were popular at the time and I don't know why I remember that I just remember like oh no I, I know exactly why I remember that because people were like I was like why am I wearing a shirt that is revealing so much skin I don't want these people touching me yeah. And it was just like it was it was just miserable. Like it was like I shouldn't say that it turned off my my sexuality. It just basically turned off my desire to ever be in like the anywhere like that. Scene. Yeah, like it's just I don't even like I've maybe been to maybe like two or three clubs since I've lived in Hollywood and I just I'm like no, no. I mean it definitely wasn't as bad as that. I mean that was just disgusting. It was just like let's pump a bunch of you know, 19, 20 year olds full of booze and, you know, see what happens. Yeah. You could get in like 18 with a college ID too. So it was like, you remember Jay, I used to use his library card to get in. (laughs) In Do I look, do I look like a Jay? No, no, (laughs) not at all. Not at all. But yeah. And, and like, and you, you know that everybody that was in there had to have been underage because anybody that was of age wouldn't want to be in some place like that. They would want to be somewhere where you could, you know, sit down on a chair and drink like a normal person. Yes. You, you can know? actually hear what somebody was saying or watch it. Yeah. Yeah. Rather than being the victim of fraterism. Yes. Frats and roofieism. Huh. Or just the way Bill Cosby picks up dates. Yeah. That too. He should write a book. He should. He should. A how-to dating book. Or a podcast. People love those. Like or like Love Line. It'd be like that. <laughs> but, which, by the way... Date rape Which line. I don't think I've ever... Oh, man. Yeah, I, I don't think... I've never heard anyone call in about love on Love Line. Not even once. It's normally so a rash, they... isn't it? Or like... Well, they should just... They should just call it Dumb People Having Sex. That should be the name of the show. <laughs> And then they listen to people call in who are dumb with questions about sex. That's pretty much what it is. Anyway. I look, got this rash. Just, is it normal? Just, my favorite uh, love line call was when this guy, he called in and he was saying something about how he's like, oh, I'm having trouble getting erections or whatever and blah, blah, blah. And they were like, 
well, you know, they're like asking him, is it your diet? Is it your sleep? Are you taking any sort of drugs? And he's like, no, no, no. And they're like, were you ever like, did you have any sort of sexual trauma when you were younger? And he's like, no, 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 no. And then they keep going on and talking for a few minutes. And then all of a sudden he's like, well, there's one thing that maybe that might be, might be relevant. And they're like, why, what's that? And he's like, well, when I was like 13 and my sister was 12, I, uh, I went down on my sister and they're all like, <laughs> and they're like, why didn't you say before? They were like, you need to be in therapy like yesterday. And it's like, how, how does something like that slip your mind? It's like never something subtle, like, uh, like, oh yeah, no, I didn't have anything uh, that was sexual traumatizing. Then a little later you'd be like, oh yeah, I had a bus driver at, like at school look at me in a sexual way. No, it was yeah, just it's like, like the bus driver stole me and we got married. And he raped me repetitively yes. in the back of the school bus. Yes. And oh yeah, that that's a kind of a big thing. Yeah. <laughs> and I had four of his kids. <laughs> and we're one big dysfunctional family. We ride together in the bus. Um, I wish I had a bus. No, I don't. But so what what exactly are you doing like job wise then up in the the I think you told me already, but job wise, right yeah. now I am working in the records and office service department of a law firm right now. It's Oh, okay. Yeah, it's exciting. It's exciting. Very exciting. Yeah, yeah no, not really. Oh, but okay. uh <laughs> it's hard for me to recognize sarcasm over Yeah, it is hard kinda harder to recognize when you don't see the person. Yeah. But and this is my first. This is my first Skype ever. I am, Do I get some sort of fake applause? I I'm, I can I'm find an applause tracker. I'll, I'll just lend you a hand here. All right, there we go. Ha ha. Yeah. There. I for real like this morning. I was kind of nervous. I'm like, what if for some reason I don't know how to do it? And then I and then I just like downloaded it, and that was that. So I was like, all right. Pretty simple. There is right. an, yeah. I but it's you know I just. I have a long list of things that I'm afraid of. And as long as I keep that list long, I will have plenty to do. So it just keeps me from getting bored, I guess. Well, I'm glad just, I could help you if this was it, on that list, not yeah. one of them off. Yeah. Well, now I got to put another one back on. I can't run out. Then I got to find real stuff to do. Yeah. What What else is on that list that uh, scares you? Um, let's see. Um, it's a really long list. Let me see. Just random uh, ones. Um, I'm scared of people looking me in the eye a little too long. Um, I'm worried about like when you're like you know you're wearing like you you put your hair in a ponytail and you got it just right and somebody thinking they're funny and just pulling your ponytail out. Um, I'm Dick scared no. of losing. Yeah, I'm scared of losing my debit card. Um, I'm scared of finding it. And then losing it again. I've done the losing the debit um, card thing. That's not fun. They just have to call yeah. and cancel. But it's still not fun. You're like, did some jackass yeah. steal my shit? <laughs> uh, I'm scared of something breaking in my apartment. Um, I'm even more scared of ever having to get a roommate again. Um, yeah, it's a, it's, a, it's a long list. But anyway, I have a show tonight. That's kind of cool. Oh, do you? Yeah. Where's that at? It's in Woodland Hills. Woodland Hills. What's the name? Yeah. You got a name of the club yeah. or? It's uh, it's this place called The Rack, which uh, sounds like a strip joint, but it's actually a pizza place. It does sound like a strip yeah. joint. Definitely. Yeah. Didn't you used to DJ at a, at a strip club? Is that true? That is very true. Yes. I uh, 
DJ. That's very awesome. <laughs> I DJed at the Lumberyard uh, Two in uh, Cedar Rapids, not Lumberyard One, Lumberyard uh, Two, uh, the sequel. Where was that? That was uh, <laughs> kind of over by the airport in Cedar Rapids on the southwest side. Was that? Did it used to be Woody's? No, no, Woody's was there too. It's a separate joint. So there was Woody's two. Woody's was always Woody's. Okay. Yeah, there was two, uh, two big uh, full nude uh, strip clubs in Cedar Rapids. Wow, I didn't know full nude was legal. It I is thought it legal. Was just if you just... were at a, at a keg in somebody's cornfield, I thought it was going to <laughs> No, it huh. is legal as long as you don't actually sell alcohol there. So they're BYOB, like bring your own oh, beer yeah. type joints. Okay. So they'll sell everything else, but they won't sell. Can't sell alcohol. Okay. Yeah. And that's you can't what, bring in hard can't... liquor either, because you know that will make your judgment bad. Yeah, yeah, because clearly you already have great judgment. Yes, yeah. I mean, you're, you're Woody's in Cedar Rapids, Iowa, or Lumberyard, too. Actually, no, but you're right. The sequel, this is the one time the sequel is better. Yes, but. yes. Um, the Lumberyard 1's in Des Moines, or Des Moines, if you want to say it wrong properly. <laughs> but uh, speaking of strip clubs and stuff like that, I actually saw one of your uh, videos on your website, hannahgansen.com. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, your your stripping video, that's... You would have made well, that's, that's a lot right. of money on that one. I would have. <laughs> I would have made close to double digits. Yes. Yeah. And by double digits, I mean a ten dollar bill. Uh, yeah, that's a yeah that that's from a few years ago. That was a fun little bit though. That show, it's um, it was a show. It used to be called uh, it was called the Joke Lab, and basically every week there was a theme that all the comedians had to come up with brand new material for that theme every every show. It was super duper fun, and it was great because it kind of like lit a fire under your ass to write new stuff, but it was, you know, fun to think of something. And the theme that week was um, mothers, and so everybody's talking about mothers and stuff, and so then I, you know, I open with that, talking about, you know, with my mother about what was the most important word in the Letter begins with the letter, or the word begins with the letter L, yes. and then thus leading the audience to believe it's love, and then here I think it's left hand. <laughs> but which and then you that that conversation didn't. Yeah, it was very fun, and it was a good way to get rid of that um, that tea that tea bag that I was throwing, like that was a box of tea that I bought that I didn't like, so I was like I was glad to be able to use it. <laughs> so yeah. Oh, and another fun fact: when I put whipped cream on the mirror. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to dust that mirror off before I did that. And as I'm putting the whipped cream on the mirror, I just see that it's just filthy. And I was like, "Well, I got. I got to commit. I got to commit." So I just licked this dirty mirror. <laughs> and so then I and I, and I had to swallow a mouthful of dirt and whipped cream. And, and that's how much I love comedy. And then you found out it was cocaine. Yeah. <laughs> oh man, no, cocaine wouldn't taste that terrible. It was, it was very, ugh, it was so gross, but it was worth it. Right, and that is dedication, right there. Yeah. <laughs> as I, as I was going through watching your videos, I noticed uh, you have one hell of like a horror movie screen queen, Green Queen scream, and the <laughs> ice cream one. Oh yeah, yeah. Have you done yeah. any horror movies or anything like that, or? I actually was, it's funny you should ask, because uh, there was um, in, like this weird like independent zombie movie that I was in when I was living in Chicago before I moved to L.A. 
And they shot the whole thing. They shot the whole thing. They had all the footage and everything. All they had to do, like, I shouldn't say all they had to do, but they had to edit it, which is not easy. But, you know, they had everything they needed. So they're putting the movie together. But then the girl that was the director, she just decides all of a sudden that she wants to get her master's in psychology in Maryland. So she just drops everything and moves. So we spent, like, it was at least like three months, like filming this thing, and then we just bam. Um, it was yeah, it was really annoying. That sucks. But, yeah, because there was a really awesome scene. Whereas I was like the character that you think is gonna live, and then I die like towards the end, and the zombies come through a door and they rip open my stomach and all my guts come out, and uh, it was absolutely disgusting because what they used for that scene is they bought a bunch of raw liver and mm. um, squid and they put a bunch of fake blood in it and they put it in a plastic bag and then they had to tape this bag to my stomach and then put this like pl- like plastic like a uh, kind of like container thing over my stomach and then they just like cut it just so much that they would be able to like reach in and like pull my guts out and so after and they only did one take of that because you know Fake guts are are expensive. And um, it was disgusting because I had a bunch of raw liver and squid and fake blood all over me. And then um, I think I just took off my clothes and I threw them away. And then I had to wear a bunch of garbage bags and walk out from that building across this like lawn to another building where I could take a shower. (laughs) And fortunately, Unfortunately, it was nighttime, so nobody could see me just walking, wearing garbage bags. But I mean, it was Chicago. I'm sure no one would have cared. Yeah, yeah. Any yeah. big city, any big city, yeah. you can just walk down the street and then just be like, "Oh, <laughs> crazy fucking bum." Yeah. Or... Well, and it was and it was summertime. You know, they're probably just like, "Oh, she's really hot. It's okay." <laughs> you know, garbage bags are very breathable. Yes, so. very. That's why you're supposed to put them over your head as you're a kid. Exactly. And see how long you can breathe for. Yes, exactly. That's the (laughs) funnest game to play as a kid. Garbage Bag Ninja. My name was Hefty. And whoever is the last one to pass out wins. Hefty. (laughs) Hefty the Ninja. Yes. Mine was probably some generic brand. Like our family. Our family. Our family ninja. Oh, that's (laughs) a great that's a great name for a sitcom. Our family ninja. I think we're on to something here. Hell yeah. It's basically like uh, uh, Harry and the Hendersons. Okay, I was thinking like Full House, but ninjas. Oh, okay. Like the Olsen twins instead of growing up to be coke addicts. And, uh, you know, they grow up to become ninjas instead. Oh, by the way, have you ever watched uh, the beginning of Ninja 3? Uh, what is it? The um, I forget the, 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 the Reckoning or the... I don't know. But when you get the chance, look up the beginning of the movie Ninja 3, and you will laugh till you throw up. Ninja 3. Okay. Yes. I have not seen Ninja 1 or 2. Does that matter? No. It doesn't matter at all. Just watch like the first like 15 minutes of Ninja 3. Okay. I'm actually going to write that down right now. Okay. It's, it's basically this ninja, and he just starts attacking people on a golf course for no reason, and basically just takes out a whole like police force and takes down a helicopter and gets shot like 50 times but he still lives and uh it, but in a very humorous way just trust me on this okay is it worth watching past that 15 minutes 
I don't know about that. I just watched the first part. And then uh, and then I had to go do something. So my friend and I shut it off. I have this friend out here that uh, he has a knack of finding uh, very strange but amusing things on the internet. And he always forwards them to me. He's like right. my personal assistant for um, all things unnecessary. Like two girls, one cup? or Oh, no. This is way better. That, oh, that... <laughs> <laughs> some things you just can't unsee i'll just yeah, say that. that that is true it's, you know it's funny i remember what i was wearing when i watched that and i don't i don't know why and i and i i don't think i wore it after that i really don't <laughs> a video so bad it ruins an outfit huh yeah i was like i'm not wearing this shirt ever again no every time i wear it i'll think of women eating poo and it's yeah not not gonna be good and yeah, and I think about that enough as it is. I don't need any more reminders. Man. Maybe okay. is there is there a reason behind the why you think of poo? Was there some trauma in your past that might make you think of poo all the time? I think it's um like a school bus driver. To, well, it's kind of hard to forget about um shitting, you know, cuz you you do it most days. Any sexual trauma from your past? Um, it's like poo line. Here. Yes. Yeah, I went to prom with a piece of shit, and it took advantage of me. I I'm sorry. <laughs> I should have dropped you off earlier. <laughs> yeah, we. You should have at least taken me to Denny's. I know. Treat only, me like a lady. Only the best. I took you to Happy Chef instead. Oh heck yeah! <laughs> I think. You're the only other person I know that knows what Happy Chef is, yes. or at least in, in this state. Yes, I don't think it's around oh. anymore. I think they uh, closed yeah. Happy Chef down right before I moved out here. They probably did, which oh, is that's sad. that's the reason I moved out here. <laughs> we have our neighbor, he went there like every day for breakfast. It was crazy. We'd be like, oh, there goes so-and-so. He'd be driving in his car, and that's exactly where he was going. <laughs> Making its run yeah. the happy shift to have the fried yeah. dill pickle spears. <laughs> have you ever had no, those? Not there, but I had a I had a um, roommate in uh, in Chicago yet again. One day he bought a fryer, and uh, he just fried a bunch of pickles one day, and they were delicious. Hell yeah! Like, it was a good day. There's so many fried foods that I miss out here. <laughs> Everything's healthy. Yeah, everything. Yeah, even the fried I'm... food's healthy. It's like. <laughs> When I when I went to uh, when I was in Iowa last summer and I did some show at um, oh it was somewhere it was somewhere in I want to say it was on uh, it's just right off the interstate by um, well everything's right off the interstate in Cedar Rapids but uh, it was just this like bar and I remember seeing like this little like thing on the table advertising it said brat bites like, <laughs> and I was like oh. Like, I'm not going to get a chance to eat these when I go back. Did you yeah. have them? No, I didn't because I already had dinner. And But I was just like, huh. But I took a picture of it. Right on. At least you have and photographic it, evidence. Yeah. And it was like, and the the little uh, picture thing, it kind of looked like they made it off of uh, some sort of computer software from like 1996. Back when they still had the green screens, like Oregon Trail. No, not that far back. <laughs> but, <laughs> but, you know, kind of kind of by that. How long were you in Chicago for? And uh, is that where you got your start in comedy? 
Um, yeah, kind of. I uh, I started doing um, comedy in college, like probably, let's see, probably, like it was like my junior year of college is when I started doing comedy. And then I moved to Chicago after college and I lived there for two years. And then I moved out here in, uh, let's see, October 2007. Okay. I moved out here. Um, and so... Yeah, the whole starting comedy thing, that kind of just came about that, um, well, first of all, like, the whole, like, writing, like, uh, comedy songs, um, I wrote this, uh, this song for this, uh, it was, like, a variety show they would have at the college, like, every semester, and I wrote a song, and it was, like, a serious song, and I, and everybody liked it, you know, and they're like, oh, that was so beautiful, that's so great, and I'm like, oh, thanks, thanks, and then, um, rolls around time for the next show, and I was just thinking, I was like, I can't think of like, I was like, what, what do I, what do I sing about? You know, cause the other thing that I sung about, it was just kind of like, like a little angry situation that I was in. And then this time around, I'm like, I'm like, what do I write a love song or what? And I'm like, no, I'm I can't write a love song. Cause I don't, you know, I don't feel that, you know, I mean like, or I don't, that maybe that's not the way, I don't know. You can edit out when I'm just kind of like not talking like I'm speaking, but not really. <laughs> uh, but uh, I was just like, I kept trying to think of something to write about. And then I wrote something that was funny. And I was like, this is way more fun to write a song that's funny than to try and come up with something that's like heart wrenching or whatever, you know. And um, and then I played it at the concert and everybody was kind of like surprised because the last one that I sung was serious. And so they were like, Oh my gosh, that was so funny. Okay. And then, and then I was in this theater class and we had to do like, um, in lieu of doing tests, the teacher that taught the class said on the first day that he was like, I don't believe in give, doing tests. Like, I don't, I'm not worried about your memorization skills. And I was like, sweet. And, um, cause that's, you know, tests aren't, nobody likes a test. Yeah, no. But, um, so we would do like, performances in the class I and mean, it's a theater class so that's the only you know course where that would you know subject matter that you could probably get away with that you probably couldn't do like a performance for you know your biology class or something but um social studies performance yeah see how much you can <laughs> you know and now we will perform the giving of money for goods and services now i will um, discriminate like it's the 1820s <laughs> I will do a fluid dance representing Reaganomics. <laughs> uh, trickle down, but, uh, trickle down. <laughs> but uh, so for one of the songs, like it was, um, we were doing like this play analysis kind of deal. And and one of the song, um, one of the plays I wrote a song about, and it was like funny in nature or whatever. And then I took this art class, or not art class, an acting class. And... Um, the teacher that taught the acting class, she owned, she and her husband own a theater in Iowa city. And she was like, Oh, um, I am doing the standup showcase at my theater. You should do it sometime. And I was like, Oh, I don't know. It's, that seems kind of scary, but yeah, sure. Maybe sometime. And she's like, Oh no, I signed you up. And I'm like, what? And she's <laughs> like, yeah. And I'm like, but I don't have any material. She's like, Oh, just, you know, talk like you normally do. And I'm like, for how long? And she's like, Oh, 10 minutes. And 10 minutes is a long time when you don't have anything. It is. It is. Yeah. And so it was like maybe like a week before this show. So basically I just like 
talk to myself all the time, like wherever I was walking, wherever I was driving. And then I do the show and, um, the host, even like the host was, even was a funny guy, but no one's like laughing at what he's saying. Then, then the first act goes up and it's just this guy dressed in drag dancing to mambo number five, the entire song. That's all he did. And then wow. that stops. And Tough he act on to follow. Yeah. And then the next guy goes up and he tells all this like stand up material about riding the subway. And of course, nobody laughs because nobody in Iowa gives a shit about a subway. No one's no. been on a subway. They've been to a subway and eaten a sandwich, but that's about it. And so, so no one's laughing. And then I'm next and I'm like shitting my pants because I'm like, great, this is, this is going to be so humiliating. And then I think like the very first joke I said was, um, hi, I'm from Toddville. If you ever go north on 380 and missed all the Cedar Rapids exits, you might've been there. And everyone's like, ah, and I was like, what? <laughs> and then I just like kept going and I ended up like killing it. And then she was like, that was great. I want to have you headline tomorrow night. And I'm like, all right. And so then I did it again. It went great. And I was just like, I was like, I got to keep doing this. And, nice. but I liked writing the funny songs too. So I was like, whatever, I'll do both. It's always nice once you get that first laugh, you know, yeah. it's like once yeah. you get that, it's like, oh, OK, this is going to go OK, you know, until then. It's yeah. like uh, you're up there kind of nervous. Oh, and I'm so glad that it was a good experience, because if I would have I would have never have kept doing it, you know, yeah. I would I would have just been like, well, that's not for me, I guess. You know, if I would have went up and like no one had laughed. Yeah. My first experience was a positive one, too. Luckily, I had like uh, I pretty much stole a lot of my material from my radio show, like things I'd say making fun of bands and stuff like that. Kind of put that into stand up form. And, (laughs) um, you know, we actually promoted my show on the radio. So I was up in front of like a couple hundred people for my first show. So it was a little nerve wracking. But uh, I was like. You can listen to, I have the video on YouTube and I'm like pacing back and forth, speaking really fast, but uh, it went really well for my first time. It kind of got me addicted a little bit. That's awesome. Yeah, it's it's very addictive. Yeah. And I'd like to get back into doing it. That's part of the reason why I'm doing this podcast, Mm -hmm. like to network out here, meet some new people, plus find out... uh, I also want to get into like voiceover and stuff. So basically I want to get advice from people to share with other people who may be in my position and want to get into the business and some advice on like where they start out, uh, what they've done, what to do to take the next step. So, um, that's kind of part of it. First, first part of the wanting to do the show was just to talk to people and get some cool stories out there, you know, get a voice back because I missed Mm -hmm. radio. But so I guess with that being said, do you have any advice or tips or for anybody getting started out? Hell no. I'm just kidding. Don't do it. Uh, Shit. (laughs) Go to a school, learn a trade. No. uh, Um, don't, uh, basically one of the best, uh, things that I've heard is, uh, keep, just keep your head down and do the work. Um, don't compare yourself to other people, how other people are. There's really only so much you can do. You, you, all, all you can do is be as proactive as you can, um, perform as much as you can, create as much as you can, um, and, uh, and just and, and enjoy it. And that's, 
very, very important. You know, if, if you aren't enjoying it, then there's no, because, you know, there is a chance that there isn't, that might be the only payoff is just doing something that you enjoy. Yes. Uh, how did you go from uh, doing, uh, doing the show at the theater in Cedar Rapids to getting and open mics to getting paid gigs? Um, well, see, that's the thing. When you do stand up in L.A., you most of the time aren't getting paid. So I know that's usually a shocker to a lot of people. But I mean, if you think about it, I mean, here you've got this city that's full of all these people trying to that's well, that's why, you know, like unions exist for like acting and stuff. So, you know, but like in, in comedy, like there there isn't a union. So you've got all these comedians who want time, who want want to be on stage. If they're asking to get paid by a venue, that venue can easily find any of thousands of thousands, which I'm sure there's probably more than thousands of thousands of comics in L.A. just alone, you know, who will do it for free just so they can get the stage time. Usually the only um, you I mean, of course, the people that are like really famous, you know, like if you got like your own show on HBO and stuff like that, I'm sure that people are paying you to perform. Yeah. At, at places, you know, but um, um, like I'm pretty sure like. Louis C.K. probably gets a free drink every now and then is what I'm guessing. Um, <laughs> One or two. Yeah, yeah. Like they give him like a free sandwich or something maybe. Uh, and um, and yeah, and even like my friends that like tour, they go out of town. And I'm sorry, if this, I hope this isn't depressing to hear. No, but, no. You know, it's a, but, you know, I mean, like they they go around and they, you know, go out to all these different towns and they tour. They do guest spots, you know, whatever. They, they aren't making that much either. You know, I mean, like a lot of my friends that tour, they'd say that they just kind of get by because oftentimes you don't have your flight paid for. You have to pay for your own flight, but then they pay for you to perform and they put you up in the hotel. But as we all know, flights aren't, you know, the cheapest thing in the world. Yeah. You almost have to have something else to create income as well, whether it's like merch or... Um, or work work in a restaurant for the last or work in a restaurant decade, almost like I have, yeah. And what's depressing to me, I mean, I'm I'm happy to I'm grateful, but like it's it kind of makes me sad that I make more in a year than a school teacher does working in a restaurant. There you go turning this political uh, and everything. <laughs> 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 I mean, like it's like believe me, like I'm I'm glad to have the money, but I'm just like, dude, this is kind of messed up, you know, but. Yeah, and but it pays my bills. This messed upness. So I encourage you, if you know of anything that's messed up, I just say just just go with that because messed up is is the way to go. The end. No I'm joke. Fair enough. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, it's probably the weirdest interview you've ever had. Uh, no, actually, one of the weirdest interviews I ever had came when I was working at the radio station in uh, Cedar Rapids. Uh, I interviewed comedian Bruce J, who actually was out in L.A. for a while and uh, did some stuff on The Man Show uh, and is back in Iowa now. He introduced himself as a six foot tall puka and uh oh. talked very abstractly kind of an interesting interview but uh you know you gotta ha. be you gotta be in the mood for an abstract interview to listen to that one 
Yeah. Well, I feel like most people in Cedar Rapids are usually in the mood for an abstract radio interview. Yes. And I will, I'll have to have him on my podcast eventually here, but, uh, but yes, that was the most interesting and kind of out there interview that I have done. (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, Oh, Harold, and I got to switch legs. I've been doing the splits this whole time. I better switch over the other leg. There we go. Rest a hammy, switch to a quad. Yeah, I gotta gotta do that. All right, I've been I've been sitting here the whole time with one leg behind my head. I can't I can't do the both. I kind of wondered. You sounded a little funny. Yeah, a little off balance, a little off center. (laughs) I'm working on the other one. I'll let you know if I get it. Um, so do you go back to Iowa to visit very often? I have only been back once. Just because I haven't had the finances to be uh, making trips back there. Uh, hopefully, this podcast makes me rich. But uh, I'm sure it will. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, that's basic. That's the the quickest way to get rich. Podcasting. Podcast. Yes, yes. Oh, yeah. So yeah, hopefully this makes me rich. But I do have to go back there this summer. I get uh, my stepbrother's getting married, so I'll be back in Iowa oh. this summer. So that'll be fun. Maybe. Are you in the wedding? I am not in the wedding, so okay. I'll, I'll be there, though. I'll get to see some people that I haven't seen for quite some time, which will be nice. That's the main thing I miss about uh, back home is people and yeah. and food and lightning and thunder. <laughs> uh, <Sure>. but <laughs> <laughs> Sitting around with some folks, eating some fried food, watching the storm. Oh, yeah. Woo-hoo. Drinking a PBR. <laughs> And Whoa, fancy! Not in I a was, hipster way. <laughs> I was just gonna, I was just gonna settle for a, a bush light, old Milwaukee. Yeah, whatever they got for two dollars and a shot at Gators that night, where you can refill your can by pissing in it. <laughs> oh, recycling! Do you have any other questions for me? No, I was actually gonna be like, we're coming to the end. I was just gonna ask you okay. if you had anything else that uh, you wanted to promote. You said uh, you have a CD out right now called Al the Bum. Where did yes. actually? Where did you get the name for Al the Bum? Uh, from the word album. Oh Jesus! Now that I look at it, I feel so <laughs> so damn retarded. I'm like, who is this Al the Bum guy? Uh, <laughs> you thought there was like this there's this long like long, drawn out like romantic story of how like there was this bum named al and he was always sitting on the corner and and he'd write poetry and then i got to know him better and and uh then um i helped him get back on his feet and we opened our own little cafe and we have a little poetry slam night and no no it's not that something like that or it's the just, bum that is, overdosed in the alley of I your just, restaurant yeah <laughs> No, we're not that fancy. <laughs> All right. Got our own alley. But so. uh but yeah, no, I just my um my friend Michael Constantini, who um is the producer, he asked me, um, he's like, What do you want to name your album? And then when he said the word album, I just thought Al Bum and I said Al the Bum. And he was <laughs> like, Oh, I like it. Like it was just decided in five seconds just like that. Right. So, on. Right. On. Cool. Unlike this next one, I have no idea. Okay, you don't know what the name of the next one is, but it's coming out here nah, like in February sometime, correct? Yes. Okay. What I got, one idea I have so far is uh, calling it, um, well, having a picture. My last one, it was uh, the album cover. It was like animated or whatever. I was thinking about this. 
this time having like photography and maybe show me standing in front of a urinal that's implying that I am peeing into a urinal okay. and, then have the name, and then have the name of the album be called Take a Stand. I don't know. All right. All right. I have no idea. Or maybe just or maybe Denim Near Killed Him and just Denim show someone, Near Killed Him and just show someone with a pair of denim jeans wrapped around their neck and they're choking. Um, By somebody in a Canadian tuxedo. Yes. Well, they were. Now they're not wearing the jeans. All right. So, well, you could have uh, people swing by your website, drop off uh, suggestions if you want or not. Uh, Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. So, hannahgansen.com. What's your Twitter, Hannah? Or do you tweet? Yes. uh, Hannah Ganson is my Twitter. You got the name. Nobody beat you to it. All right. And Facebook, Hannah Ganson. I hope they remember all this. I really do. There's, it's kind of abstract, you know, yeah. like uh, like the interview with Bruce J, a six foot tall puka, which for those oh, of yeah. you do not know is like a Gaelic rabbit or a Gaelic bunny that brings like bad luck, kind of like uh, Donnie Darko. He's a puka. There's a guy I used to work with. He reminded me of a puka. Was it Bruce J? No, it wasn't him. Okay. Just checking. Just trust me on this. Yeah. I will. I will. We can talk more about that later at some other time. Uh, thank you, Hannah, for joining me today. Once again, Al the Bum album, the new un- upcoming untitled album. If you have any ideas of what to name it, whether uh, swing by uh, her website, hannahganson.com, or hit her up at Hannah Ganson on Twitter. Tweet at her uh, your title. Sorry, no prize for picking the winning title. I can't promise <laughs> that for her, but uh, just the pride of knowing that you helped her be creative. Yeah, A A H S. Yes, Elbernet High School, right there. All right. <laughs> and no, and no, we can't have that as the name of the album. <laughs> Although I do like it; it has a nice ring. How about pirates? Could be, but I don't know. There aren't any songs about pirates or. Oh no, wait, no, there is. There's a song about Somalia on there, so that would that maybe that would be pertinent. I don't know. Oh, maybe I helped you. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, <laughs> all right, thanks again, and uh, good luck at your show tonight. Uh, Thank you. If you have any hecklers, kick him in the face. Oh, I will. I got long legs. Oh, I have actually one more question that I am asking. Sure. Um, asking this at the end of all my interviews. And you can take a second to think about it if you want. Uh, mm-hmm. Since the show is uncontained, I am asking, how do you live life uncontained? How do you live life uncontained? You uh, you be honest. Be honest. If, yeah. All right. Care to elaborate? Um, be who you are. Say what you want. Mean what you say. And uh, everything will fall into place. All right, fuck yeah, I couldn't have said it better myself. Thank you once <laughs> again, Hannah. Thank you for listening, and make sure you do check out Hannah Ganson at hannahganson.com. And I have talked to her recently. She is is releasing her CD in April, and the title is still pending. And if you have any suggestions for her, make sure you swing by hannahganson.com. And while you're there, make sure you let her know you heard about her here on Uncontained. Also, big news for the show, I have a new logo coming. Yes, from the very talented artist Megan Wagner. She's done some magic on paper, drawing up a kick-ass logo for the show. You'll be seeing that real soon. 
Thanks for listening to Uncontained. And as always, please subscribe, rate, and review in iTunes and in Stitcher. Thanks again. Until next time, live uncontained. And live uncontained.